0: Hello, welcome back to the Talk Nasty to Me podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Nasty. Who else, right? <laughs> um, this podcast is not the happiest of podcasts to have to make, um, but it's definitely a necessary podcast that I'd have to make. Um no one's forcing me, but I think it's obviously very necessary to be talking about this topic today because nothing else is really important right now, especially in the media, social media. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. There's nothing more important than talking about this currently. Um, And it is also the first podcast that is being recorded. So shout out to all the people who are watching this on YouTube. Um, I started putting all my podcasts up onto YouTube on the Talk Nasty Me podcast YouTube channel. And so on there, I'll have the visual video for people who like to watch a video along with it. And it's pretty much just gonna be me staring at myself in the mirror like I always do, but now you can see it on camera. But it'll be cool because if I have some photos to show, I can pop that up. If I ever have videos to show, I can pop that up too. But I'm kind of learning along with this whole process. I've been learning how to podcast. It's fun. It's so fun because I kind of got like YouTube down. So it's cool to learn a whole new medium. But um, if you weren't already aware, I'm going to be talking about today about the Black Lives Matter movement, about the death of George Floyd, and also the protests that are going on currently. But ultimately, this podcast is going to be about how to be a better ally, how to be a good ally, how to be an ally in general, Um especially for the back black community at um especially for the black community at this time because it is so incredibly important. This podcast is not going to be perfect by any means. This is such a hard thing to talk about not because I don't know what to say, but because I'm just in disbelief that this is something that we still have to be fighting for, that this is still something that we have to demand justice for. I I remember fighting for this back when I was in middle school and now I'm finishing up my senior year of college or starting my senior year of college. And it's just crazy to me that this is still something so prevalent. And it's 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 not getting worse. Like Racism isn't getting worse. I think it's simply put that now it's recorded and now people are seeing the truth behind everything. And now people are becoming more knowledgeable and don't have to turn a blind eye. I would hopefully like to thank that the world is getting a better place but who am I to speak on that because I'm not facing racial injustice um but I really really want to focus this podcast towards my white listeners my white viewers because I know I'm assuming that majority of my demographic is white viewers coming from the people who message me on Instagram and YouTube um because essentially, I would hope that all of you are allies. And if you don't know what an ally is, it's essentially someone who is standing in solidarity with those who are pressed and those who need help with this kind of stuff. People who are standing up for what is right. You're being an advocate for those people. Um, and you're not taking their voices away. You're simply adding to it and wanting what's best for them. Um, and like I said, this is not new to me. What's going on is not new at all because I grew up in a school district that was primarily Black and Hispanic, and I saw every single day the injustices that they faced. Um, In high school, I saw the difference in the way that our high school was treated and surrounding high schools were treated that had way more money who were, you know, predominantly white schools and uh, had a lot more funding, had a lot more funding towards sports, theater, school itself, like the education system itself, teachers being paid a lot more at other schools and teachers wanting to transfer to other schools, teachers themselves being racist, very outwardly racist and not trying to hide it whatsoever. And on top of that, you know, seeing so many deaths happen, at my high school, not within the high school, but outside. Um, And just the way that my school treated it, it was like, it was kind of like no big deal. It was a moment of silence over the loudspeaker while other schools had like vigils and ceremonies and they remembered forever. But because some of the students were lost to gang violence, it was just not treated the same. So different. And I got to see my privilege very firsthand. I, I remember sitting in classrooms with teachers and teachers picking on certain students and using slurs against them and then being so kind to me, but I didn't even give them a reason to like me. The only reason that they were nice towards me, it was very obvious. Um, and you know, I had a lot of people at my high school who also didn't speak English and God, the slurs that even the students used, but, but additionally, like teachers would use. And it was like, it was so normalized and no one called anyone out on it. And it just it blows my mind because you would think that at a school so diverse that these wouldn't be issues, but it totally still is. It completely still is. Um, especially when a lot of your teachers are white or they're inherently racist themselves. Um, but this is something that I've experienced at my own school. Not me experience, but seeing it. Um But I also knew very early on, I learned a lot of things, honestly, from Tumblr. Like I learned a lot about things of this nature. Like I learned what feminism was from Tumblr. Uh, I learned a lot of things about how to be a good ally for... You know, the gay community from Tumblr and as well as the black community. But it, it's, it was so different because I never understood how people couldn't be allies to it until I realized that a lot of people don't go to school with a lot of black people. Or maybe they live in a very white community, a very privileged community. Um and that's when I kind of realized, shit, racism is still real. Like I grew up and I was like, no, it's not real because I didn't like see firsthand segregation. But I didn't notice all the microaggressions that were going on until I got a little bit older. And, um, you know, I was having this discussion with my boyfriend and he went to school like 20 minutes away from me. Completely different environment. Completely different he, from what he told me, was that there was only a couple white, a couple black people at his school, um, overall, and that the what they learned about civil rights, it was very minimal in comparison to what my school learned. We had a very extensive, you know, curriculum surrounded around that, whereas his did not which is just shocking, to be honest. But um, then again, I also didn't know where Chernobyl was until last year, quite literally last year. And he was like, are you stupid? What? How do you not know, know about Chernobyl? And I was like, I've never heard of it. I literally have not learned about that in high school. Um, so just going to show that like we had different kind of focuses. Um, but I think also a lot of his teacher, well, from my experience with the, history teachers that I had they were all very progressive and all very great and just really took their time to teach these kinds of things and were not racist assholes (laughs) they were wonderful teachers I think all of my history teachers from what I remember well my one history teacher in high school um we locked him out of the room the one time he hated me so bad but uh I hope he's doing well. I, I think he was like a good dude though in general, but he, we just didn't, we weren't on the same page anyway. <laughs> um, But yeah, so I understand completely. I do have white privilege. I understand that I am able to do so many things that my black friends would not feel safe doing in broad daylight or wouldn't do the same as I would do or would get in trouble for these things or would be seen different for these things um and I completely understand that and I acknowledge that but what's important is not just acknowledging that you have white privilege but it's acting upon it and what you do with that white privilege and how you're standing up to oppressors with that um I talked about this like previously but I am half middle eastern and I am white passing. Uh, I don't know how. (laughs) I'm the palest in my family. Uh, My dad is from Iran, and he is not white passing whatsoever. Um, So the fact that I came out this pale, however, um, I know that if I were to look any more like him, that my circumstances would be so much different. Um, So while I am white passing, multicultural, uh, I still carry the same privileges as a white woman because I'm a white woman in America. So this last Thursday, I did not upload a new video. It did not feel right to be uploading a new video. It just, the video that I wanted to post was actually about cancel culture and it was about cancel culture and how to be a good ally. And the video was inspired by Curtis Connor Um, It was, you know, at a time where so many celebrities were being canceled and I just kind of wanted to put my two cents in about it and how I felt like people could be better allies and it did not feel right to be uploading a video about internet issues while we were having people who are being killed in broad daylight murdered by our own police officers. And I was just like, no, this is not something that I want to be putting out on the internet right now. This can hold off. And I think that if I were to still make that video in the future or upload that video, much, much heavier focus on how to be a good ally rather than ca- cancel culture. That's just not what is important at this time. I did upload today and it was like a paint with me. Um, I felt like that was like appropriate to post because it was just kind of talking about relaxation, how to relax, and kinda of a self talk, like a pep talk to myself. Um, it still felt weird to post. It still didn't feel like it right to be promoting my own video while there were people protesting for what is right. Um, but I'll talk about protests in a little bit, but yeah. So I don't I don't know if that video will ever see the light of day because it it doesn't feel right now. You know, recording it right before something like this happened sorry I like look directly into the camera because I'm just it's so weird now having a camera looking at me anyway um, but yeah we'll see if that video will ever come to light but I think what's more important right now is especially to my white viewers and listeners to know how to be a good ally in this time and educate yourself because I do know I, I mean maybe it's just the people that I follow, but I am so pleasantly surprised. I don't, I don't even think surprised, but I'm just so happy with the way that my timeline has been looking recently. I have not seen anyone on my timelines of Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, being gross, being racist, uh, saying all lives matter, um, talking badly about, The protesters, I have not seen any of that. Everyone is pretty much in support, donating, um, posting resources as much as possible. I think I just choose a good group of people to be friends with as well as follow. And I highly recommend that you do the same. but I know that's not the case for everyone because I posted a photo today and there were a few people who were like, wait, what's going on? I have no idea what is happening. And I, I, to a point I was like, am I overkilling this? Am I doing too much right now? But then I was like, no, because there are quite literally people who don't know. And there are quite literally people who don't know how to help in this situation. Um, so if you were not aware, uh george floyd was a man in minneapolis and he was a security guard at a nightclub i believe and he was killed by a police officer who apparently also worked at the nightclub and um he was brutally murdered in broad daylight and he was essentially was knee to neck um and a lot of people recording and no one i mean everyone was asking him to check his pulse stop you know kneeling on his neck And he would not budge, and he ended up killing him. And this is not the first death this year of broad police brutality to unarmed, innocent Black men. This constantly is happening. Uh, Sometimes it's just not recorded. Sometimes it's just not seen. But this is a daily basis thing where the Black community faces awful, awful oppression by police (laughs) and Awful mistreatment by the police force. Um, And so quite literally after that, within a few days, um, a few protests have ensued, especially over Minneapolis, because people are angry. People are demanding change. Um, The police officer was not put into custody until I think two days, two or three days after he murdered George. Crazy. Why was he not in custody earlier? I'm not sure. So he is now in custody and he is being charged with third degree murder and manslaughter. However, there are three other police officers who are bystanders to this all, did not ask him to stop, did not help in the situation, uh, and they're still free and they still deserve to be put in jail. So that is what we are currently fighting for, but we're also fighting for all the other injustices with other police officers in America with the mistreatment of minorities, people of color, but especially the black community at this time. So um, I understand that not everyone may have the best education, like I said, like I talked about my boyfriend. He, There are some people who quite literally will not learn about these things at school and they will not learn about these things at home because you know we still live in a time where parents are racist not all parents obviously but i'm i'm saying that there are a lot of parents out there who will teach racist ideologies to their kids because that is what they were brought up on that is what they believe in whatever you can't teach an old dog new tricks whatever i don't care there is absolutely no excuse to be racist um, but I do understand that there are definitely kids growing up right now, um, like under the age of 10 who are so extremely impressionable from their parents, even over 10, who are so extremely impressionable by their parents and their surroundings. And if they're growing up in a community where it is straight up racism and being spoon fed to them, they're not gonna know. And they should know better but they're not, especially if their schools are not teaching it to them, especially if they do not live in a diverse community. And especially if the media is not necessarily the media, but certain media outlets that are spoon feeding them that, um, all lives matter and racism doesn't exist in America anymore. So, um, Yeah. Uh, There's also a lot of riots and protests going on in America right now, all over the place, pretty much. Um, It started in Minneapolis, but quite literally, like Philly, where I go to school, there were protests today. But the thing about these protests are that most of them, from my understanding, are starting peaceful until the police get there. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of friends who were protesting today in Philly. And it was all peaceful. It was all calm um, until the police showed up and started shoving people using batons. I had a friend who got hit with a baton. Um, I had someone who got hit with the baton in their head and was bleeding. Um, people getting shot by rubber bullets. Uh, police are now aiming rubber bullets at people's eyes. Apparently, that's a tactic that's being used, and people are going blind. Um, and a lot more. And it's really, really brutal and disgusting. And the videos make me sick. But it is 100% happening. Um, And it's, it's out there. You can find it firsthand. And these are not, you know, violent protests. You know, there is a lot of rioting as well, as well as a lot of looting that's going on. But when peaceful protests don't work, For years, quite literally years, black people have been peacefully protesting since forever. And uh, even as close as whenever Colin Kaepernick started, you know, kneeling on Sundays. And um, that was a peaceful protest and people still had a problem with it. Um, And now when it's looting and when it's rioting and when it gets to a violent extent... Um, it feels like that's the only option. It's the only option for it to be heard finally. Um, and that makes me just sad that they were not heard when they were peaceful. And of course, this is going to be like, what are they doing? Why do they think that being violent would solve anything? Why wouldn't they think that being peaceful would help? Being peaceful would help so much more? No. People have been peaceful for way too long. And I completely can empathize and understand why people are resorting to violence because enough is enough. People are angry. Um, I really wish that I could be helping in some way in terms of protesting, Um, but currently I'm just going through some stuff with my family. Everything's okay, but um, I'm just with someone who is immunocompromised and I'm helping care for them and I just can't be leaving the house. So, I can't be protesting at this time, but I am trying to support my friends and everyone else who's protesting in this time. Um, I am making a folder on my Instagram where you can see all the stories on my page. is it called save story folder (laughs) whatever it's called um with all of the stories that i've been sharing recently uh today i shared some things about how to protect yourself if you are going to a protest um how to help yourself if you have gotten maced um tear gassed and also what you should not bring to protests. so definitely go check those out and please stay safe if you are choosing to go protest um I'm very proud of you that you're choosing to do something so courageous, but please take care of yourself. And, uh, definitely if you can get a COVID-19 test after protesting, take care of yourself because a lot is going on right now, but I completely understand that people want their voices to be heard. So like I was talking about white privilege, um, I am a white passing person. I've struggled with my identity kind of my whole life because, I would put down you know obviously I am white like on a questionnaire when you would have to answer like what your race is and then like what your ethnicity is and then sometimes I would just put down Polish for my ethnicity and I'm like I don't know what to say and like it was very confusing because I did not grow up around my Iranian culture so I can't even like relate to that um yeah it was just always like very weird and then and I my freshman year of college a professor called me exotic and uh yeah so i just kind of learned to call myself multicultural because i don't know if biracial would be the correct term i do not think that it is um i could be wrong though it's it's very confusing for me i i quite literally had a friend um my best friend i'm not going to say her name because i don't know if she wants to me to mention it but she is black and she is she has a latino background and she did not know that she could call herself black until her freshman year of college um she she's a dark-skinned woman and she did not know that she could call herself black because she just never understood and she never felt like she had the proper education about like race and ethnicity and it was just like I remember her coming home freshman year and being like, Nicole, did you know I'm black? And I was like, well, I mean, it's not a surprise, but like, yes, we we kind of all knew that. But she's like, yeah, but now I can like actually feel like I'm included, like I'm an Afro-Latina. And so that was just very special for me to like be able to watch her find out her identity um, freshman year of college. But If you don't know what white privilege is, I'm going to give you the straight up Google definition. It is, white privilege refers to the societal privilege that benefits white people over non-white people in some societies, particularly if they are otherwise under the same social, political, or economic circumstances. So, I don't think that you guys want to listen to a podcast that is so educational that it like is feeling like I'm not even talking to you, but that I'm reading out of a textbook. So I'm going to talk to you like I'm talking to my friends. White privilege is me being able to walk down the street and uh, go home with a bag of Skittles and uh, not worry about getting shot. Uh, White privilege is being able to get a Driving ticket and not worried about getting killed by a police officer. Um, White privilege is being able to sell CDs and not worry that I will be killed by a police officer for it. White privilege is essentially not saying that I don't have personal issues, not saying that I don't have struggles or issues of my own. You know, I have my own set of issues because I'm a woman, I have my own disadvantages to that. However, I never have issues because of the color of my skin. I never have moments that I'm scared that something is going to happen to me, especially with law enforcement, because of the color of my skin. I think what a lot of people are confused about is thinking that white privilege means that you have no problems in your life. I remember having a teacher in high school. I hate that I keep referencing high school, but it's just so true. I think since I've gotten to college, I've just had such a better experience with people because it's a. I go to a liberal college, mostly liberal college. Um, but I remember in high school, I had this teacher and we were talking about white privilege and we we're like, dude, no, you have white privilege. He was like, oh yeah, where's my white privilege? when I had to pay for college where's my white privilege when I have to pay for rent and I don't know he just started listing all this dumb shit normal people shit talking about all these things that I was like dude you do realize that that has your issues will never be because of the color of your skin that is what I'm saying you have privilege due to that He's like, oh, yeah, what do I have male privilege to? I was like, yeah, you do, dude. You do have male privilege. You absolutely do. Um, And I think what people are trying to think is that like when I tell you that you have white privilege, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying you now have this privilege to speak up. You now have the privilege that if you say something, you will probably not get retaliated as bad as people of color will. You now have the privilege to be able to stand up for others and your voice may potentially be heard a little bit greater, which is sad, but it is true. Um, However, I do also think that it is white people's responsibility to be teaching other white people about their privilege. I absolutely do think that. Um... Because it's not black people's responsibility to be teaching white people about racism, about how they shouldn't treat minorities, about what their privilege even means. I don't – there's a thing called the internet now and if you are listening to this podcast, you have access to it. You already have a certain form of privilege. Um that others may not have. And so you have the opportunity to educate yourself. At the end of this podcast, I'm going to be listing some great opportunities and some great um, resources that you can actually look into if you want to educate yourself a little bit more. But I think an issue is, is that a lot of people are relying on, especially Black people, to be educating them and others. Don't you think Black people are tired of constantly telling others to just treat them with respect, to treat them as everyone else. It's not black people's responsibilities. And so um, there's also a lot of misunderstanding about the Black Lives Matter movement because there tends to be a lot of people who are saying, well, all lives matter. Yeah, of, of course, we all know that all lives do matter. I'm not sitting here saying that one life isn't as important as the other. That's not what I'm saying here. When people say black lives matter, they're asking for treatment of equality and treating Black lives like they actually do matter because for hundreds of years now, Black lives are not treated like they matter. Um, An example that I saw today on TikTok um, was an example that if you're all sitting at the table and you all get a plate of food except one person, Bob, and Bob doesn't get his plate of food Um, and he goes, I'm hungry. And then, you know, someone else at the table goes, we're all hungry, Bob, but Karen has a plate of food in front of her. So how does that make sense? But Bob is like, well, yeah, I understand, but I don't have food. Like I'm hungry right now and I don't have food. And Karen's over here. Like we're all hungry, Bob. It doesn't make sense because someone is not getting fed at the table someone is lacking. You can say all lives matter all you want, but until those lives are being treated like they matter, until those lives are getting food, um, then you're not treating them like they do matter. And so it, no one says all lives matter during, you know, times when we're not speaking about police brutality. It's just quite quite literally a rebuttal used to silence black voices. And so if you have said all lives matter, if that's something that you believe in, I highly recommend that. I'm not even recommending. I demand that you change that ideology. I demand that you realize that what you're saying is offensive and you're just using it to silence other people. Um, No one is trying to ignore other communities by saying black lives matter. Um, And you should 100% recognize that. I also want to talk about how... Staying quiet is such a privilege and taking sides of the oppressor, essentially, by staying quiet. Um, By staying quiet right now and not saying anything, not doing anything, not taking any action whatsoever, you are quite literally saying that what is happening is okay and that you don't have to step in because you're neutral about it. But neutral is not neutral. Neutral is taking the side of the oppressor. Um... Similarly to like, you know, when they said back in 2016, a a vote, if you're not voting, it's a vote for Trump, essentially. Um, If you're not taking a stand, you are siding with the evil. And so staying quiet is such a privilege because... Black people don't have the option to not speak about it. Black people do not have the option of not having to face the realities every day of being oppressed. However, you staying quiet, you do. You do have that option, and that is a privilege, and I uh, recommend that you change that because it does not hurt to speak up about it. It's not going to ruin your aesthetic on your social media, and if you lose friends over it, then they're not good friends, okay? Okay. Um, I'm having a really hard time with a lot of YouTubers, especially not speaking up right now. A lot of influencers not doing their job at influencing. I hate that word, influencer, but if we're going to call myself that for the sake, whatever. I am an influencer and I believe that I should be using my voice now for what actually matters. Sure, I can influence people to go buy the shampoo and conditioner, but, uh, what good does that do in the real world if I'm not using my voice and my privilege? And you know, not the, I don't want to say the pedestal, that's not it. The, the platform that's what it is platform, God. I'm not saying I'm on a pedestal. The platform um, to be able to reach a larger amount of people and being able to say, hey, look what's going on. Look what's happening. Here's resources, how you can help. Please take action. Please educate yourself if you're not educated about it. I know I have a lot of young viewers as well. And you may have never even heard about all of these injustices, but now is a great opportunity. So it makes me so upset when influencers or YouTubers are not using their platform because a lot of them have young viewers and a lot of them can totally change the future especially of how america is going but they're choosing to stay quiet and i just have a problem with that a lot of people are like i'm so scared i don't know what to say right now i'm just at a loss for words and it's like what do you mean by that what are you scared of there are thousands millions of people who are speaking up right now celebrities who are speaking up right now what are you scared of are you scared of losing brand deals First of all, I don't know any brand deals who would not be okay with you talking about this. And would you really want to work with a brand who doesn't want to work with you after you speaking up about Black Lives Matter? Is, is that where you're going? Because if so, I think that you need to rethink uh, your career option. <laughs> um, it's just kind of sad to just see a lot of people just keeping quiet because they have the opportunity to and getting away with it but a lot of people are not allowing them to get away with it Jesus Christ people are brutal and calling them out left and right and I'm not saying it's bad but um I'm happy that people are noticing and I'm happy that it's not like oh, well it's okay that she hasn't posted she's probably busy no we're not busy we're in quarantine (laughs) um and yeah like I said staying quiet is a privilege and staying silent is siding with the oppressor I want to talk a little bit about about how people can actually help the situation with everything that is going on. I know a lot of us may feel helpless. A lot of people might be younger and not be able to go out and do a lot. You know, a lot of people are still in quarantine. Um, A lot of people may not necessarily feel safe. Um, Some people may be like in a situation like me where you're with someone who is immunocompromised and you just cannot risk it. Um, Or maybe you're not even near somewhere, you know, to protest um but there's definitely many options with how you can help and every bit makes a difference absolutely um so if you go to the link in my Instagram bio this is not a plug for my Instagram whatsoever i don't care if you don't follow it go to my Instagram um i have a link in my bio and it has a mass list of places that you can donate it has pretty much almost every like major city I'm really bad at geography, so it might actually not, but it's a big list. I didn't make this list. Um, It's someone else's, but it's intended to be shared, and it's a mass list of places that you can donate uh, to help bail funds for protesters. A lot of people are like, why would you want to help bail out protesters? Um, These people are a lot of times peacefully protesting, and they will get arrested. You can watch videos of police officers arresting people in broad daylight um, for doing absolutely nothing, sometimes walking by. There was a 10-year-old girl who got maced in the face for no reason who was walking by um, with, I think, her parent. But anyway, um, there's a lot of people who are going to jail uh, and do not deserve it. Absolutely not. There's plenty of people who should be incarcerated, um, rapists, sexual offenders, murderers, um, but they're not. But, you know, protesters who are especially peaceful are not getting the justice that they deserve and so there's a lot of um organizations that are helping with bail funds and are helping bail out these protesters so you can help donate and uh there's also links to donate um in support of george floyd's family and his memorial um and also other resources as well for protesters and um you can also use your platforms uh, even if you don't have that many followers on your social media, if you post resources, I try and post as many resources as possible. I do understand that sometimes it's, you know, there's some pretty aesthetic pictures that say Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. Like they're, they have a great message behind it, but I try and repost as many resources as possible because it's hard to know, like, how can I help? So um, you can definitely use your platforms to be reposting some resources, um, like I said, donation links, petition links, which I'll get into. Um, it's 100% definitely important that you are calling out racism around you. Um, there are microaggressions. If you don't know what a microaggression is, it's essentially in simple terms like smaller jabs um, against people, especially you know people of color and minorities. I'm trying to think of a microaggression. Uh, commenting about people's hair um is a microaggression like in the in the workplace for example um like for people with locks um asking if you can touch people's hair um commenting about people who are wearing hijabs for example Uh, These are all microaggressions that we let pass by in our daily lives and don't say anything about. I highly encourage you, if you're feeling safe, to speak out about those things. Um, Your friends, your family, your partner, people around you. Um, And you know, there is some just blatant racism. Um, I may not be the best person to give advice on how to safely protect yourself against people who are racist in public. Um but I know that there are definitely some great resources out there. Um, Like for example, if you're on the subway, I know this because I've read this before. If you're on the subway and you see like a woman getting attacked for the color of her skin, um, something that you can do best to help protect her is to just start a conversation with her. Just sit down next to her, start a conversation with her, try and ignore the person who is racist um, and keep conversation flowing with them, offer to walk with them wherever they're going that kind of thing. Um, but in terms of the things that we hear our friends and our family say, I would hope that you don't have friends or family who are speaking <laughs> racistly. Um, but I know that there are a lot of people because unfortunately, some people think that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but um, yeah, call it out. It's so important that we start from our homes and we don't let that be a parent in the world. So please try and do that. You can also sign a lot of petitions. Um, I believe this morning there was a need for 40,000 more signatures to get George Floyd's, the police officers around him, to get him them arrested. Um, so please sign those petitions if you can. Um, there's also other petitions going around, um, especially for the protesters um and those will also be linked in the bio in my Instagram and also if i'm if going to protests um from what i've been reading is the best thing that a white person can do at these protests is to stand in solidarity with black people and forming with them stand on the front lines with them um i don't from what i've been reading especially from black people themselves is that They don't want you going out and destroying property and looting and stuff because essentially the blame will come directly back to the black community. It will not be seen that a white person broke into a store. They'll see it as the black community did it. So um, the best thing that you can do is protect those who are at risk. Um, If you are seeing that a black person is being detained or is being mistreated by an officer, um, you can record you should definitely observe observe what you see I saw a video the other day of a police officer who once again had their knee on a person's neck and an entire crowd was screaming get your knee off his neck and um, the other police officer quite literally grabbed his knee and like moved it to his back like uh, the other police officer did the right thing Um, didn't act fast enough but definitely did the right thing and so that's what I mean by standing in solidarity with these people. Um, be observing what's going on and be aware of what's going on and definitely be able to protect those around you. Um, I've been hearing that water, that milk apparently is not that good to clean eyes out if you're, you know, get hit with tear gas. Apparently water is supposed to work. Water with some baking soda is supposed to help. Um, And definitely not having anything that's able to be traceable around you, about you, like uh, prominent tattoos or having your face shown or definitely having your eyes covered now is so important because, yeah, police officers are now blinding people from what we're seeing. So if you're able to definitely get some protective eyewear, please cover your face as well. Try and protect yourself. And um, writing down... Uh, phone numbers of the bail funds on your arms um, so that you're able to call in case you do get arrested. Um, That's very important. If you want to inform yourself more about what's going on, I know a lot of you are either going back to work or are very, very busy, but if you have some free time, um, I heard that there is a Netflix film called 13th that is very, very good and teaches a lot about everything that I pretty much covered today uh, and more, much more. And so I am yet to watch that, but I will be watching that. So I highly recommend that you do because I've been hearing amazing things about that. And definitely some of you guys have been DMing me about that, saying that that is a great resource. Um, And then Hannah Maudie recommended a book called White Rage. She said that she read it. While in college, and she said that she highly recommends that book. And so I have not read in a hot minute. So that may be my next book read. So if you're interested, check those two out because I've been hearing very, very good reviews about them. And please just stay informed with what's going on. I know right now is definitely a very, very scary time checking the news. It seems like we haven't been able to catch a break. Um But you know what? The black community hasn't been able to catch a break. So, um, but I understand if you need to step away from social media right now, step away from the internet for a bit. It's an overwhelming time. You need to take care of your mental health. So it's important to be informed, but it's also important to keeping yourself healthy. So um, I've just been kind of going through some stuff with my family. Um, We're all good. We are healthy again. Everything's going to be okay. Um... But I needed to take, I I still am kind of just taking a little bit of time to not post as much for sure. Um, I'm not really absolutely sure what I'm going to be doing with my posting this Thursday. I'm still trying to figure out what is right and what's best right now. But um, give yourself some slack if you need to step away from the phone for a little bit because it's overwhelming. Now is a very overwhelming time. And I'm sorry if today's podcast was a little bit down, but overall, I just want to inform people who may not know. A lot of people, this might just be me reiterating stuff that you already know, but I think it's important to invite people to want to do better. Um, I don't think that the idea of just pushing people away, um, I think right now it's really important that we want people to do better because I don't think pushing away is going to do better. I think we need more allies in this world. I think we need to continue to educate more people so that they want to help. And I would hope that, especially this week, that this world has gained a lot more allies. You know, they should have always been here, but I'm just happy that they're here now um, and supporting as best as they can because... I don't think now is the right time to be pushing people away if they're not correctly informed. I think now is the right time to be inviting people and educating them and tr- telling them how how they can help and how they can take a stand, especially if they're interested and especially if they want to learn. So um, and definitely educate yourself. If you have more questions, Internet is great. <laughs> and especially right now, so many articles being written about it and so many great allies on instagram and especially a lot of black creators that are amazing and are also doing their best to inform their audience so take these matters kind of in your own hands because if not you then who will i did want to end off this podcast with a tiny bit of positivity um I did want to end off this podcast with a little bit of positivity with a uh, rating and a review of this podcast. Like I said, that's something that I'm going to be implementing every single week, reading one of your guys's reviews. And this really, really made me smile. Um, the caption read, nasty, not disgusting. Nicole's voice, soothing. Nicole's content, informative and humorous. I have been listening to podcasts at work since I can have my headphones in because we're closed to the public. I listen to them all in one day. So please keep these. Thanks please keep making these things. Also, it's very hard to find creators that post content about all the topics I'm actually interested in. Nicole's my fave YouTuber and I'm so excited about this podcast. Thank you so much, Julia. That is so sweet. That really, really made me smile and I needed that. So thank you. And um, I'll be reading another review next week. Um, I did not ask questions this week. Um, Like I was said that I was going to be doing, if you want to follow me on my Instagram to see when I'm going to be uploading a little poll question thing on my stories about future podcasts about the topic Um, I just didn't feel like it was very appropriate for this time as a white person to be like do you have any questions about racism right now because there are so many people who are constantly using their voices and talking about this and there's plenty of other people who could explain things way better than I could so I just didn't feel like it was appropriate at this time for this topic Um, but for future topics I most likely will be doing that So um, I hope that you guys are all staying safe and staying healthy. If you are going to protest, please stay safe. And my heart is with you guys. And I love you. And thank you so much for tuning in this week. Hopefully next week's will not be this heavy. So bye, guys.